Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Do You Think I'm Kidding with Gina Gold and Flynn May. Today on Do You Think I'm Kidding, we are featuring a storyteller, Justin Lockwood, from TMI Storytelling, the last show that we had, and he was absolutely incredible. You can visit his website at funnyjustin.com, and you can hire him for bookings. He is really amazing. Justin Lockwood is from uh, Israel, originally. Um, His... His parents uh, made a lot of money in the carrier pigeon business. Um, so before making his way to the United States as a, a mime, he then switched into comedy. Please give it up for Justin Lockwood. Well, just thank you. So good to be here. That is the worst. I was walking up here just like, what do Israelis sound like? Shit. <laughs> Thank you all so very, very much for coming out. Um, so, when I was growing up, once or twice a year, we would load up our family's motorhome and we would drive to Florida from Mendocino to visit my grandparents and go to Disney World and have a family vacation. Uh, But what those family vacations really were were family drug runs across the United States where we would make several strategic stops and unload hundreds and hundreds of pounds of marijuana. (laughs) Because that is what my mom and dad did. They did try to tie the marijuana to carrier pigeons for a while, but they are very heavy, and the carrier pigeons would eat them and never arrive. Where are we going? I forgot. (laughs) Because that's what my mom and dad did. My mom and dad grew uh, and sold marijuana on our property up in Mendocino, uh, which never seemed weird to me, uh, because they had grown and sold marijuana since I was a baby. Uh, which I know for a fact because my birth certificate lists my weight in grams. Uh, That is a joke that I tell, but what I've never told anybody before is that that is absolutely true. My birth certificate does list my weight in grams. It is because I was born at home, 
like a lot of hippie kids, and the doula used the scale that my parents used to weigh bricks of weed. (laughs) Essentially making my birth certificate a legal representation of my street value. I was born at home, uh, and they're still doing it, is the truth. They're in their 70s now, and they are still selling weed. And my brothers and I like to joke that as an elderly couple, uh, when they yell at neighborhood kids, it's to get on their grass. So when I was growing up, all I wanted was to be a normal child. It's all I wanted to be. I just wanted to be the kind of kid that I saw photos of like 90210 and everything. I say photos because when I was growing up, my parents, we didn't have a house. We just had that motor home that my parents parked in the middle of a field. We had limited electricity. We had limited water. We had no radio, no TV, nothing like that. My mom made all of our clothes, which were all tie-dye, And my dad made all of our toys out of wood in his woodworking shop. As a child, my main aspirations were to have a shirt that was one solid color and to have an action figure not made out of maple. That is what I wanted. I wanted a G.I. Joe and I wanted a Stussy shirt, if anybody remembers those. (laughs) That is what I wanted to have, and I never got to have those things. Uh, When I was finally uh, sent to public school, which had all other kinds of problems, the big day that I remember was career day, where all of the dads were supposed to come in and talk about what they do for a living. And all the other dads were there in, like, suits and ties, and they were doctors and lawyers, and they, they ran businesses. And then when it was my dad's turn, I remember him walking in the door and thinking he looked like homeless Gandalf. And then he told the class that he worked in agriculture. And none of the kids laughed, but all of the teachers laughed. Because they all bought weed from my dad. (laughs) So this is the story, now that we've gotten the backstory, of the last family vacation that we took. So that summer, I was maybe 10, 12 years old. And we started to load up the motorhome. And it was always me and my brother's job. I'm Justin. Danny's the middle child, and Drew is the youngest. And it was our job to help load up the motorhome with these bricks of marijuana, which would be put into these little compartments up under the motorhome. First, they would be packaged and made into bricks and then wrapped in several layers of black plastic. And then we would use our little hands, and we would put them up under the motorhome because it was easier for us to crawl underneath it. So we would pack up the motorhome, and we started to get on the road. And a couple of things had happened in the last few years. One, my parents had made a great deal of money. And my dad loved this motorhome, and so he did a couple of things. One, he had the engine rebuilt so that it had fuel injection, 
and it was zooped up. And this 40-foot motorhome, this is all going to sound like a movie, but I swear to God this happened. This motorhome could do 100 miles an hour. And nothing gave my dad, who, hair down to here, I mean, we're all just exactly like you would picture it. My dad's like the guy from the zigzag papers, but like muscular. My dad, nothing gave him more joy than driving this motor home on the freeway and seeing like a Corvette or like a Porsche, flooring it, rolling the window down, leaning out and saying, nice ride, as he zoomed by this sports car. He had done that, and he had replaced the flooring with wood floors because my dad hates the federal government and carpet. And there are... Several reasons why you never see a motorhome with wood flooring. One of them is that once the wood floor was put in, any time we would drive up a hill, everything slides to the back of the motorhome. And so my dad would see a hill, and he would yell out, Hold on to something! And all of us boys would have to grab onto, like, the sofa or something. Our dog, Max, would slide to the back of the motorhome, and then eventually we'd go down the other way. So we have this wood floor, and we're driving, I think it's the first or second day, and we're in Arizona. And it is like 113 degrees. It's hot. It's really hot. And we my brothers and I are watching a movie in the back of the motorhome because the only time we got to watch TV was when we were on the road because it's the only time we had enough electricity to run the VCR. And so we are watching the Care Bears movie, and we are stoked. (laughs) It is awesome. We're watching it, and I hear outside the sound of a car honking, which is not unusual Because our motorhome is covered with, like, bumper stickers that say, like, save the earth and save the whales and no offshore oil drilling and oil is murder. So when you're driving through Arizona, like, we got a lot of, like, hand signals from people. So it's not unusual or weird to me. But then I hear, like, another car and, like, another car and another car. And so I get up. My brothers and I are all just in our underwear because we never wore clothes. And I peek my head out the back window, and there's this line of maybe half a dozen, a dozen cars behind us, and smoke is billowing out of the back of the motorhome. And I sit up, and I start to run up to the front of the motorhome. And as my little bare feet touch the wood floor, it is hot. It is really hot, really, really hot. And I yell to my mother, and she jumps off of the sofa where she is reading her book, and her feet hit the floor, and she cries out because it's that hot. And my mom starts screaming, telling my dad to do something, but there's no place to really pull over. And then out in the distance we see a sign, and it is the golden arches of McDonald's in the middle of this desert somewhere in Arizona. 
And the only familiarity I have with McDonald's is because my parents have told me my entire life that it will give me cancer if I let it touch my lips. But what I know is that McDonald's is fucking awesome. As a child who has never had a French fry, it is like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Because I know what it is, but we've never even been close to one. But it's the only place to go. And so my dad pulls the motorhome into this McDonald's. And all of these cars that have been behind us also pull into the McDonald's. One, because I think that they wanted to help us. And two, because they are very hungry and they don't know why. My mom then gathers us three boys up. And she takes us into the McDonald's. And we're just dumbfounded. We're still in our underwear. Our hair is in never been combed. We are three wild, feral children in utopia. And she leaves us there, and she runs back outside, where my dad has found a fire extinguisher and is under the motorhome going crazy. She leaves us there, and this elderly couple comes over to me, Danny, and Drew, and says, hello, boys, would you like a Happy Meal? And I look back outside to where my parents could very well die, and I say, oh, hell yes, let's do that. (laughs) And this elderly couple gets us Happy Meals, and we sit down, and it is the first moment of my childhood in which I feel like a normal kid. Granted, I am in my underwear in this McDonald's, and our motorhome is on fire. But it's still the most normal thing that's ever happened to me. And we're sitting in our booth, and we're eating these French fries, and it's just, I I can still taste it. I've never had it since. I've never been back into a McDonald's since, but I remember it, and I remember the smell and my mom running back in and seeing us eating all of this stuff. And she looks like she's going to scream at us, but then she doesn't. She doesn't, and she takes our little hands, and we get back on the motorhome. And then we drive into the desert, and we salvage as much of the weed as possible. And we, ju- we dig a giant hole, and we bury it so that my dad can come back later and find it. And then we get back in the motorhome and we drive home. And it's the last family vacation we ever took. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You have been tuning in to Do You Think I'm Kidding? A podcast with Gina Gold and Flynn May. Do You Think I'm Kidding? is produced by Gina Gold and Flynn May. Our engineer is Catherine Ray Mondo, and our editor is Ray Jean Lebasano. Tune in next time. <laughs>